Look at all those candy canes. Enough to stuff billions of stockings every year. and welcome to Generation Lost, the show about movies with Brendan Jeremy. And today we have a guest. Uh, his name is... For Christmas. Chris Kringle. You <laughs> yeah. may better know him his as... His name is Saint Santa. Nick. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks for having me down your chimney. <laughs> we are all, you're always invited down our chimney. <laughs> Ho-ho! I'll be taking my sleigh to the golden cinema! The silver screen! That's what I was looking for. Santa, I've always wanted to ask you this. Got kind of close, but not so much as anyone would know what I was talking about. (laughs) I've always wanted to ask you this, Santa. Who do you think got it right? about you who do you think what movie do you think got closest to the real life santa it's funny you mentioned that because there have been so many great contenders and old saint nick's doorstep Uh but if i had to give one good boy a present this year that award would go to christmas chronicles 2 (laughs) (laughs) oh starring colin uh, something or other (laughs) starring kurt russell and goldie hawn right yeah, the thing about Santa is he's hot. He's always been hot. <laughs> he's always he, been hot. He only fucks dimes. <laughs> <laughs> they have to be old, though, right? <laughs> That's right. They can be old. I judge women professionally. <laughs> wow. Well, our guest this week is, of course, TV's Alex Patak. <laughs> Welcome hey, to the show, Hey, thanks for Alex. having me at the Golden Cinema. You may you may know him from Laughs on Fox. Not true. I've never done Laughs on Fox. I didn't have what it takes to be picked up for Laughs on Fox. America's next top comic. Yeah, don't don't Alex go Patak. on Fox cable network looking for my stand up. It's not over there. <laughs> do they still, they don't do Laughs on Fox anymore, right? Well, I'm, I'm they got it somewhere. They got it on a hard drive somewhere. Because I thought that uh, Steve, it was Steve Hofstetter's show. That's right. And he got in trouble for not paying any of the comics he put on it. What I think That's happened such is a cool he, move. he owned a heckler cool. really hard, and then yeah. that heckler was the executive of Fox. Have you seen oh, his channel wow. lately? Hmm? Have you seen his channel lately? No, I haven't seen his Hofstetter. channel lately. He's <laughs> Why like, would he's, I have seen that? <laughs> well, so it used to be just like comedian owns heckler or whatever, and then the thumbnail would be him on stage or something like that. He's gone fully into like YouTuber shit now, so he's doing like the YouTube face and like big bright color backgrounds and whatever. <laughs> like comedian owns drunk bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Don't watch this. <laughs> 
Because that's the that's the angle, right? You got to go like hard right once right, you're yeah, on there. Exactly. Yeah, heckler, cunt, BTFO'd. Yeah, exactly. It's like pink-haired slut thinks she fucking owned me. <laughs> I showed her by fucking killing her. With a Here's knife. a video of me killing. <laughs> Damn. It, this is not far from uh, the last movie I discussed with you guys, um, the Australian one with all the murdering on YouTube. Uh, we, uh, we were just talking about this. What was the name of that fucking movie? Can uh, any one of us name it? That's the real question. <laughs> the What was it? Guns oh, Akimbo. Oh, my wife Kimbo, got it. Yeah. Oh, Guns Akimbo. <laughs> Alyssa got it from the other room. She can't even hear your side of the conversation. Is that the last one, or is that... Did we do... Because um, we did last... Kung Pao Enter the Fist, but that's not going to come out until a couple weeks from now. Oh, yeah. Oh, Wait, spoilers. Was... Spoilers. Was Guns Akimbo even on our channel, or was that just pod? I think we put it out as a bonus, yeah. Yeah, okay. as a cross-air. Oh, that yeah. movie the is... The business... It's it's a lot like this movie, in fact, that it, it feels like it just came in and out of my brain. Like, yeah, I don't think I can tell you a single brain. thing from Guns Akimbo, except that, like, the guns were attached to his hand. Well, I, I have a hands-based movie I watched this week, if we want to. Yeah, what did you watch this week, Brad? That makes sense. Yes. We always get the time very wrong whenever I'm on here. <laughs> Let's do the yeah. segment. So speaking of hands, <laughs> I watched uh, 1996's masterpiece, Vibrations. Oh, I thought you were going to say Idle Hands. <laughs> oh, well, that's a good movie. Edward Forty Hands. Edward Forty Hands. I went, I went back in time to Alex's college days. <laughs> right. And I just watched him ruin his liver. It's not much of a movie. There's not much to watch there. <laughs> it's mostly a young man pissing himself. The conflict is you want to pee, but you can't until you drink all the 40s, and then you're like, it's really the volume that's the problem. Right. Or until you talk a girl into helping you. Uh-huh. But if oh. you're in a relationship, Edward Forty Hands is not the game for you. <laughs> well, or if you're doing... too easy. If you're doing it the way I did it, and you're Unless playing she's not alone there, with your roommate, Daniel. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is, yeah, there's no, there, there's no, <laughs> there's no benefit to play. There's never I remember the a first benefit. time somebody wait, told the, me. Wait, are, wait a second. Are you saying that the benefit, that the plan of Edward Forty Hands is to get a girl to look at your dick? Yes, exactly. What? This is the first time somebody. The first time somebody told me that it blew my mind. I was like, of course, this never made any sense to me. <laughs> You scumbag. The point of Edward Forty Hands is to appreciate disabilities for other people <laughs> by pretending you have 40s ableist. for hands. And to know what it would be like if your guns were akimbo. <laughs> uh, so okay. you watched Good Vibrate. What was it? No, it's just called Vibrations. <laughs> Vibrations, um, okay. Unclear why. This movie is baffling on a lot of levels. I don't know if... You've Either of you seem like you've never heard of it. So no. basically, it's, it's made by a director who nobody knows what happened to them. The movie looks what? like it came out in the 80s. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's like not high quality. But it's starring James from, um, from Twin Peaks and Christina Applegate. Like Whoa. during, uh, like during, like after a decade of being on Married with Children, um, she makes this movie. <laughs> right. Um, and the movie is about a guy who's a, who's a very talented rock and roll musician, which is James from Twin Peaks, whose name is James Marshall in real life, and his last in name in this movie is TJ. And um, 
Is he, TJ short for the James? The J- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got to remember the James. Um, so in this movie, he is a, a talented musician who sleeps through his big his big show that he's going to go because he's fucking his, uh, his girlfriend, uh, who actually nice. is, is uh, April O'Neil from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 and 3. Yo, nice. Um, nice. All right. And so we've got all this nice. set up. He's very talented. And then as he's driving, <laughs> he gets attacked by some redneck guys or just really bros. They're not even rednecks, but it starts with like, oh, they're just fucking with him and breaking his window. And then they get a hold of some sort of construction machinery that has a big spike on it. And they put a what? huge spike through his car and that clean severs his hands. Whoa. <laughs> what? And then now how will he make love to April O'Neil from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 and 3? Yeah, so for some reason he just leaves his town and goes to New York City and becomes a drunk homeless guy. Okay. Uh, that's his decision because he doesn't have hands now, so he's just annoyed. Oh, and he gets prosthetics. How does he open the bottles? That's unclear. Is it like the Quibi where it's like the golden hand thing? No, no, because all that happens is there's like half an hour of him just like descending into alcoholism. And then he goes to like a Bushwick like style like club where they're doing raves and he meets Uh Christina Applegate, who's a promoter there. And he's like, I used to be a musician. And he actually saves her from uh, like two thugs or whatever. Right. Um, How? Because he like blocks the knife with his fake hands and they oh, stab with his, his metal hand. hands they're gold they're gold <laughs> no, by the way but then what what do they do? don't they just stab him after that because he has no hands no it's stuck in his no, hand they're like ah oh, well i guess there's no use trying <laughs> the rest must be plastic too yeah and then he goes back to her like 90s ass pad where everybody all the neighbors are like different caricatures of a 90s guy there's like a nerd guy and then like a grunge guy and then there's a mm. lesbian who has a welding factory in her apartment and they bring that all, back they all stumble upon the idea that they should make hands for him um <laughs> And so they make in the lesbians welding factory, I imagine. It, yes, literally. And the geek guy helps like code it all. And Ooh, they create... I could add some <laughs> science to this. <laughs> and then the Five grunge guy is like, it up. <laughs> the grunge guy is, I guess, just like we could make it. Um, Does anyone plaid. need a baseline? <laughs> I can bring the baseline. You guys have it. This is how the movie is. And so he becomes a Daft Punk robot with metal hands <laughs> that like. <laughs> <laughs> plays the piano and becomes like the biggest techno guy in the city. That's what um, I was gonna say. Yeah, is like why doesn't he become a DJ at that point? Like if you does. lose your hands and you're like sad about not being able to play guitar, right? But it doesn't right, actually make do... any sense because like sequencers exist and he can already mm-hmm. like tap out a melody on the piano. So, but for whatever reason, he has to play it uh, with his fake hands, and then right. he becomes a big thick star, and then he gets revenge on. Uh, the people who tore his hands off by like bl- trying to blow up their heads with like a high pitched noise. How and does then- he? <laughs> how does he find them? Yeah, they those nondescript happen- individuals. They're just around, or they, they like a known gang like, or the- something. <laughs> no, they happen to be like the load-in crew for his big show. <laughs> oh, and he's like, look at these oh, jokers no. loading in my gear. That should be satisfaction enough. What with me being probably a rich, famous rock star now. Yeah, exactly. But I'm gonna blow up their heads with a well, keyboard. I mean, set. They took your hands, Jeremy. <laughs> they took everything. Though you used those for your love making. Clearly, yeah. you've been made better by this. 
I think the real lesson is it's a don't shit where you eat where you eat kind of crime story where if you're gonna <laughs> blow a guy's hands off, you can't load in his gear later. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> That's if true. You're gonna you should blow absolutely stop hands trying off, to do that. Yeah, do it a you, complete stranger. Someone or do it in cross industries. Do a doctor. You know. Do a doctor. Go cut a they doctor's hands. hands off. They can't get enough of them. <laughs> yeah. To feel or an adulterer. The patients. You know, if <laughs> you have to cut somebody's hands off, maybe an adulterer. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. Or I someone see. who steals. Yeah, exactly. Who was that man? I'd like to cut his hands off. Yes. So this movie is astounding because there's lots of, it's full of stuff that's like April O'Neil comes back in like the last five minutes of the movie to just be like, hey. See you have a new girlfriend, but I'm fine. See that you later, <laughs> and then like leaves. Uh, his dad shows up to his big, you know, thing, and he's a cop and arrests the guys who got his hands. Uh, they don't blow up his heads. He, he chickens out it right the last minute, and then that's like the freeze frame <laughs> end of the movie. <laughs> um, You're arrested for hand crime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's baffling on many levels. It's terrible. Um, but it is really funny in a certain, in a couple places. Um, his performance as the Daft Punk robot is just worth watching the movie for, mostly. Fascinating stuff. I'm sold. Mm-hmm. I'm sold. I'm going to watch it. Alex, what did you At watch this part. week? So I watched a few good movies, um, which we will not be men. discussing, <laughs> because that wouldn't be fun. I watched House of the Devil this morning, because I got drunk with oh, you last night, and I... <laughs> got a shutter free trial but um <laughs> that's a really good movie though i it I, is great it's about the horror you're not getting baby <laughs> that movie's like 70 minutes of i bet you thought there was going to be something scary <laughs> nope. what is the what's the premise here what's just the... turning on the oven well i'm not talking about that movie um oh, okay it's pretty <laughs> much rosemary's later, baby Jeremy. um <laughs> Okay, so uh, the other movie I watched Master and Commander this this weekend. Oh yeah, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe at the top of his game, only yeah. men <laughs> trying to catch a French ship for right. three whole hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God damn! Is it really that long? Yeah, there's a, and it shit. really raises a lot of questions about sailors that you may or may not have had before, <laughs> such as. I'm, um, well, okay, so there's a ton of them on the ship, and then I guess the old stereotype about sailors is they're they're being gay with each other because they're right, stuck on yes. the ship. And uh-huh. also that's why they're so quarrelous and rowdy and disreputable is because they have all this <laughs> pent-up crime they have to unleash on the nearest port. <laughs> right, and why, you know, when they come into port, they're always hurling catty remarks mm-hmm. at yeah, all who will listen. unsuspecting women. And they <laughs> practice them on birds at sea, but it doesn't have the same effect. They look at the seagull and they say, look at those shoes. Look at those tits. Yeah, great wreck, you bird. <laughs> um, and so they built that up. But I guess I was watching it, and it's um, boats now are huge. If you're on an aircraft carrier, I mean, there's some space okay but yeah. here's a, i'm watching this thing and they got boys of like the up to the age of like 12 and then up to or i mean starting with like 12 up to like adults but adults mm-hmm. in 18 or uh what is this like 1805 so they're like 30 is the oldest you could possibly <laughs> be at the time um <laughs> yeah or you're probably dead of scurvy at that point right they do not eat well that's kind of implied there um but I guess you're just watching it, and to focus on my first point, there is no room to be gay. Like, you could not There's secretly no go anywhere and do it. 
so you'd have to have like kind of like a broad consensus that everybody's gay. You'd need you would need a whole poop deck just <laughs> committing deck? biblical treason <laughs> at the time. And I, I think it would be tough to get. I mean, these are very religious and superstitious men. Right. <laughs> Alyssa was very put off that there were no women. She was like, why can't there be women? And I was like, well, they're, they're, they're on a ship. I mean, they're on a ship. Women can't be on a ship. The, Women let's can't just be, it's say it's it. bad luck. It's bad <laughs> luck. I mean, first of all, it's bad luck. Second of all, these are like if you were going to find rapists anywhere. <laughs> you know, it's 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 like they say the the old sailors rhyme: "Sail with a slit, iceberg you hit." No, what? no one has said that. <laughs> That's from your rude books. You read on the toilet and you wait until you're on mic to say them. Sail, no sail with a gash, your boat will crash. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I will I will never say these things. No matter how relevant Common they phrase. are to my Common journeys. sailor phrases. Man, they're awful. Sailors, sailors are so bad terrible. people, what can yeah. I say? <laughs> sailors are bad people. You know um, this because you lived on a boat. <laughs> Did you exactly. live on a boat? No, I didn't live on a boat. <laughs> That's a hundred percent believable. I know it is absolutely something that throw in with Jeremy your looked like, like he sure. was like, "Wait, did I live on a boat?" <laughs> I genuinely, for a second, I was like, "Did I? Did I tell oh. you something about that?" <laughs> Wait, does a river ship count as a boat? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. No, absolutely. if anything, I think the movie didn't emphasize enough how bad people sailors are because we all know they are, and that they're they're put out to sea because they're criminals. That's how Australia was founded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But um, there were some interesting details. And the first thing I did was message uh, Oliver Thorne of the Philosophy Tube YouTube podcast. And I said, um, (laughs) quick question. We call it quick question. Um, In your country, in the uh, jolly old, do people revere this film and its portrayal of English soldiers, because it's very English, and it's like they're kind of like brave Russell Crowe Englishmen. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, he said that, n- no, not at all, but we're going to circle back and start doing something they do in the movie, which is call everyone by the first name Mr. So instead, of, whenever I talk to you, I wouldn't be like, Jeremy, because you passed the soda. I'd be like, Mr. Jeremy, pass the Ooh, soda. Yeah, I like that. first name. It's a, yeah, I mean, it is again a, something that definitely works better if you're on a ship with only men. But <laughs> Mr. Jeremy, I like that. I, I could I could live with that. Yeah, I would recommend it if you're into nautical antics. There's some great cannonball shots. Uh, they chop a boy's arm off with a saw. Um, just that that kind of antic is very. Uh, present, but if I'll you are me. not interested or are looking for a movie where more things happen, do not watch it. Yeah, sounds Paul, long. It's it's like a two and like a half hours long, I think. But Paul Much Bettany, too long. Paul Bettany does surgery on himself. Is that right? He does surgery on himself. He's a doctor. They That's make it I seem remember. cool to be a doctor. It is cool to be a doctor. I think. Is it not? I mean, you can watch it how I watched it. And plan on just being shit faced while you watch it, and then two and a half hours feels like sixty minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And then you throw up at the end because you've started drinking schnapps, <laughs> <laughs> and you've been looking at this motion of the ocean the whole time. 
Do you think that played into it? Possibly. Oh, you might have been seasick. Do you think I was seasick on fascinating <laughs> stuff? You think, <laughs> you think, so is the movie good? Does it hold up? Did they ever it's see the in, land? They see the Galapagos Island briefly. Oh yeah. When they think the doctor's going to die, and mm-hmm. that's kind of how they catch the Acheron. But uh uh again it is a good movie in a very specific way and kind of a bad movie in the <laughs> classical movie reviews kind of way. Right. Is that fair to say? Sure. Sure. I've never seen it. I remember liking it when I'll I saw it, it when I was like in 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 high school, but uh can't can't really speak for it now. I'd have to rewatch it, which I'm not going to. <laughs> no. How could you? How Brand, could make I? the time. No, I have no time. <laughs> Do not make the time. Especially this week. I've got a lot of movies to watch. Yeah, a lot oh, of movies yeah. to watch. We're watching the Stalin one tomorrow. <laughs> I don't even know what the movie is for Thursday. And you're going to send me a song of Sheryl Crow. Yeah, I have to do that tonight. I don't even know if I'm going to have time to watch all these movies. All right. We'll see. Ay, Jeremy, what did you watch? So I know I mentioned this briefly last week. I don't remember if I did on the regular episode or the bonus, but um, I have been watching the uh, HBO original series, The Undoing, starring Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. And um, I finished it. It's a limited series. Um, It's like a mystery sort of thing that's like, uh, it's set up as a whodunit, right? It's, um, you know, set up as a classic sort of like, here's the scenario, who done it? Mm-hmm. And you're thinking to yourself, like, well, who who did done it? I, <laughs> I've I heard must of know. doing, but undoing? <laughs> undoing? You can't do such a thing. So uh, the story of it is that uh, Hugh Grant is like a, a famous uh, child surgeon and, um, and. Performs surgery on children. Yes. Uh, okay. And he saves children who have like leukemia. And then his wife is Nicole Kidman, and she is uh, like an old school New York socialite who uh, now is like a a clinical psychologist and her dad is some sort of a like old baron of some type of industry, unclear what he does. He's a psychology Mm. baron. But the point (laughs) is that they're like an Upper East Side, like super wealthy family. They have like a gigantic townhouse that they live in with their son. And that's kind of like the setup. And they go to like this like elite private school and there's this chick who they see around who's just like hot and young and... uh, uh, Latina, and so everybody's like, "Well, she's Latina. How is she here?" It's mm-hmm. like very clear. Like nobody knows like what her deal is, but everyone's like, "She must be like on some sort of a scholarship or something." She's so hot. <laughs> they gave her nobody a scholarship. Nobody ever explicitly states for... that's why they're saying it, but it's pretty clear that's why they're yeah, saying okay. it. Like uh, you seem out of place. Yeah, exactly. Of like, your... Everyone's like, "Who is she? What's her deal?" Shoes. She's hot and young. <laughs> uh, so then it, uh, you know, it turns out that uh, she dies. And uh, she what? dies in like a really gnarly way where she uh, gets her head caved in, beaten what? to death. And uh, Hugh Grant goes missing. And, is the uh, question, what is her undoing? Because it's her head caving in. It's her head caving in, yes. <laughs> there, I saw uh, the, the show. The title, you. I don't actually think um, uh, pertains to the plot in any meaningful way. I kind of, uh, I'm not really sure how it ties no, in. I hadn't well, even thought about so it because... Yet. As it I said last week, I didn't even remember the name. It does not factor in. <laughs> it doesn't factor into. Oh yeah, you didn't remember. But I couldn't remember the name of the show. Didn't re- it didn't refer to like their undoing as their like celebrity status or. I guess maybe, but and, like he's not really like a. He's. I mean, he's like a. You know, he's a pediatric surgeon. He's not like. 
He's not like Johnny Depp or something. <laughs> like, he's on <laughs> the cover of like name. New York Magazine as one of like New York's best surgeons. The like, best he's not, like, pediatric surgeons. <laughs> he's famous among pediatric surgeons. Anyway, <laughs> the point is that he goes missing and everyone's like, where's he? And uh, over the course of time, uh, it's revealed all these different pieces of evidence against him. And uh, you're, you know, you're like, well, he's clearly the red herring because otherwise this isn't really much of a whodunit, you know, right. he's, he's missing and his alibi sucks and he was having an affair with the woman. And like, it turns out that he had also treated uh, her son who had pediatric, uh, some sort of cancer or whatever. And there's all these connections between him and the woman. And the whole time you're like, well, everything is literally pointing to this guy. So based on what I know of whodunits, I'm going to have to say it's anyone else but him. <laughs> And the show really distinctly sets up like maybe it was her dad. Her dad is sketchy. Maybe it was her. She has lapses in memory. Maybe it's her son. He's hiding the murder weapon. You know, all these. Yeah. Maybe it's the husband. The husband is like a hot-blooded la- Latino. You know, like all sorts of different <laughs> possibilities that they set up That's for you. Their words, not ours. And yeah. literally every every episode ends on a cliffhanger where it's like, who, who who's it? Is it this person? Is this the? Is this the twist? The show ends. No twist. It's Hugh Grant. The whole time it's been Hugh Grant. Ah, I mean, <laughs> and the show just ends. They catch him. It's undoing your expectations. <laughs> That's I all bet. the show is. Is just like they they, you know, he disappears and then he goes on trial and then he goes to jail and that's the show. <laughs> why Come did undone. he? Why did he cave her head in? Because he was fucking her. Uh, they were having an affair. And then she so? was like, I guess she was starting to talk to his wife, and he was like, you don't fucking talk to my family, you're gonna ruin you're my gonna life. You're gonna lose the front of your head if you do that <laughs> shit. <laughs> so not what's a, the point of it? <laughs> there's not a Why court a in this mystery? city that'll convict me, I'm a famous pediatric surgeon. <laughs> so is um, it a, is it does it feel like the classic reversey? Is it like no? It does not feel like a classic <laughs> reversey at all. It feels like it feels really uh, um, stupid. <laughs> I don't want to say stupid. It's just like unfulfilling because it was an enjoyable show overall. Like it's it's well made. Everybody acts really well. Um, Nicole Kidman, by the way, cannot do accents. I don't know why they didn't just write a reason for her to be Australian. She cannot do accents. Wait a minute. She's American and Hugh Grant is American. No, Hugh Grant is British. Oh, okay. So they have in the story they have a reason why. You know, like they, they've already written in, like, it's not only New York people. Like, just make her Australian. <laughs> and yet they made her this Cajun hot chef who comes she, in. Uh, no, she's got, like, a like an Upper East Side Jewish person voice. And, like... <laughs> well, that's it, marvelous. She Fix sounds my like... my child is very sick. She sounds like she's doing... Um, uh, Dr. Melfi from The Sopranos. <laughs> and then, like, th- randomly, like, there'll just be words that she just gets wrong that'll just be, like, in the middle of, like, a very New Yorky sort of, like, a like a really New Yorky sort of thing. And then it's just, like, and, and yes. <laughs> yes, no, I believe that. I don't know where the murder weapon is. <laughs> I was getting a chopped cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, yeah. with my with my with my gales. <laughs> my son I've, goes to Stuyvesant. <laughs> I've been. I can't do an accent. Oh no! Uh, no! Oh, no! My son goes to Bronx Nar. Science. <laughs> I've been filming Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> I'm just trying to think different. of like the most New Yorky things you could say. <laughs> 
Because she had to, <laughs> she does an American accent in Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut, right? It's not she that does, bad. I mean, she does accents. She just like can't hold them. It's yeah. there's something in her where like it's it's when she does like a passionate scene, she just loses it wow. and she says something like "nor" or "yes." <laughs> what must that be like to be unable to hold an accent? I we'll couldn't never possibly know. tell you. Nope, no idea. Um, we can hold our accents. I'm too busy copying fact. dialects exactly as they are. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a pretty good show. I would still recommend it. I just would say uh, don't expect anything but what exactly you're seeing. Huh. So well, you, you would just say, told them how it ends. Yeah, go yeah. into it knowing how it ends, and that's it, and that's And fine. you'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it more if you're not asking yourself, like, what's different. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah. my, my enjoyment of it was diminished by that rather than seeing it as what it should be, which is like a psychological thing about Nicole Kidman's character kind of convincing herself that her husband couldn't do this. Because it's kind of like, um, if you think of it that way, it's like serial, right? Yeah. Where it's that, it's uh, whatever her name. Uh, Adnan Syed. Yeah, Adnan Syed is the killer. Who's she? What's her name? Sarah Koenig. Uh, Sarah Koenig. Sarah Koenig going into this being like, well, he's such a charming, nice guy. Like, how could he be a murderer? I have to convince myself that he's not a murderer. And then everybody is like, but he's clearly the murderer. Yeah, sometimes there's charming, n- nice guys are murderers. Yeah, there's the literally story. no other explanation for what happened. Either there's nothing else that could have been. Um, sometimes. And and they do play other. that a lot where people are like, yeah, Hugh Grant's just really charming. That's what's happening here, you know? <laughs> and he's very um, handsome. And he's very handsome. Um, and he's aging very gracefully days. right now. He looks That's great. great for him. <laughs> Good for him, man. Um, he's got like, you know, he always had like those cute little crow's feet. And now they're like giant crow's feet. But they look really nice. <laughs> what has he been in recently besides this? Um, he was in uh, Paddington 2, wasn't he? Oh, <laughs> is that who that was? <laughs> Did you see that? Paddington's no, love interest? No, I didn't, interest? but I, I heard him on NPR. <laughs> when Paddington comes out and uh, he's like, this is my boyfriend, you're like, is that Hugh Grant? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paddington is like a celebrity gay. He's <laughs> 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 like, I didn't realize Paddington was like that far into showbiz. It's weird because he's coded straight, but <laughs> I guess that kind of just shows, you know, you never know. You never yeah. know with these guys. I don't know if he is. That pea coat he wears or whatever is fairly gay. It is pretty gay, yeah. And having like a specific rain hat. I yeah. was. Be- <laughs> <laughs> I figured he did the coat like a Peaky Blinders kind of thing. Like yeah. he's a man of fashion. Yeah. He's a dangerous man of fashion. But having like a twee rain hat, no way. <laughs> Only when it rains. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, speaking of uh, kids' movies. Yes. We, this That's week, right. are talking about, as Alex said, Christmas Chronicles 2, directed <laughs> by Chris Columbus. That was the biggest shocker for me. I did not it's realize it was yeah. Chris Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, if that doesn't strike you as shocking, as it did to me, uh, Chris Columbus is the guy who directed things like Home Alone and Home Alone 2 and Harry Potter and Harry Potter 2 and Mrs. Mrs. Doubtfire. Doubtfire. Big, big 90s Bicentennial movies. man. Oh, man, that movie. <laughs> this is the thing, though. If you do look through his uh, his filmography as of late, it has been 
absolute dog shit. <laughs> yeah, it's um, been Rent, I Love You, Beth Cooper, ugh, Percy Jackson and the Olympians, The Lightning Thief. Which did make a lot of money, but is, as far as I can tell, not very I good. I think all of these made a lot of money. <laughs> I'm sure Chris Columbus seems like he makes a lot of money for people. He discovered America. <laughs> That's that, right. Yeah. It's one of the biggest money-making schemes there was. But anyway, <laughs> so this movie is a sequel to a runaway smash from 2018 <laughs> called Christmas Chronicles yes. and uh, starring Kurt Russell as uh, the Santa Claus. Um, so that movie wasn't directed by Chris Columbus? No, it was produced by Chris Columbus. Okay. Did you did you two see that one? I yes, did not I watched watch it, it on your suggestion, Alex. <laughs> well, you're welcome. Whenever I thought it that came had out. a lot more ideology to it than this one. <laughs> <laughs> so that movie is about Santa getting trapped by children, right? I didn't see it. Yeah, Alex, can you give a quick plot recap? I mean, I can't, but I do remember specific <laughs> things about the film that really stuck out to me. Like, Santa hates gangs. He fights a gang at one point because mm-hmm. the, bro- <laughs> the brother is acting out that his- because his father died and has started stealing whips for uh-huh. gangs. Okay. And Santa doesn't approve of that because you find out he... He really decides who's good and bad based on the law, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> like the American law? Yeah, he really believes in, like, might makes right kind of stuff. And, yeah, well, uh, he's like a, he's a federalist take on Santa, right? Where he's mm-hmm. like, he's like, look, I'm going to leave this to the individual nation states to kind of, like, mm-hmm. kind of send up to me what is naughty and nice, you know? Right, they already have made the list. Why not abide by their rules? And if you steal, you're getting cold. That's how it works for me. Yeah, um, the checking it twice is, in fact, you know, it's it's a bureaucracy. Does he give people coal in the in the first movie? Uh, Did they I reference that in this? movie? Good question. Don't really remember. I okay. don't. I don't remember. I th- if anything, maybe he gave the brother coal. I I mean, this is maybe something weird about me, but I've actually been drinking very heavily for both of these films (laughs) i don't know why i'm the right audience for it i'm 29 (laughs) so i started this i started this last night uh after we finished recording so i was pretty pretty drunk for the first bit and then i turned it off and finished the rest this morning and i feel like i retained a lot more of the second half all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna give a recap of this movie um having not seen the first one and i assume that there are some references didn't get them not know. a lot it's and the I, the girl and the, the 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 family is the same family from the first one right but although the, the black kid and the black stepdad are not in the first one tyrese gibson is the the stepdad and that it's not explained really but apparently their wife their mom was a uh, widowed um mm-hmm. And then didn't meet Tyrese at the end of the last one. He's just there. It's just like you're supposed to assume. Also, the movie opens with a chubby New Zealander child, man, yes. man child. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, Unclear is, what his age is. is, is <laughs> Write mad. his name down. Write his name um, down. It's important. It's um, Nibble Strengths or... Bellsnickel. Bellsnickel. It's Bellsnickel. <laughs> Say his name. Bellsnickel. He's 18. <laughs> Now, because he basically gives a monologue directly to the camera saying, like, fucking Santa. (laughs) I fucking hate Santa. I fucking hate Santa. I assume Oh, I fucking hate Santa. This was a pickup. (laughs) Santa Claus. (laughs) He sucks. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I'd like to stab him in his. I'd chest. like to stab him. <laughs> Very <laughs> important to the to the story here too. Belsnickel, the actor who plays Belsnickel, is downright eerie. He is not he's really looking. weird looking. <laughs> he is a miscast fellow. He should not have well, been in a children's movie. <laughs> well, it kind it kind of makes sense that he's really weird looking because of who he actually is. But I just wanted to point out that because he's the opening of the movie, it feels like something that they're picking up right from the last one. Belsnickel is not in the first one. <laughs> so no, he's, no, not. he's not just I don't meant think to I, be confused. I don't remember the elves from the first one at all. Well, they're like you, little monsters. What? But they're do you like remember the elves it. being in the first one? Well, Santa, I think is... Um, his powers are appropriated by the children somehow, and I think that's a lot of the drama on the first one. Yeah, right. so I just, he's he's not not what I'm wondering else. is if these are a fully new creation or if we ever saw them at all in the first one, because I don't remember. <laughs> I, don't I think either. they were in for like a second, and then they picked up this movie, and they were like, what does the audience want to know more about? That's what, what I was going to say. About? Is, yeah. It's about the elves. It feels it's so all... much like a uh, like a Despicable Me situation where you saw the the... What are they called? The um, minions. Minions. The minions. So the minions for like a couple of minutes, and then all the kids were like, "Oh my fucking god, those. I love I minions!" Love that <laughs> shit. And then the rest of time is just like it's it's actually minions. Minions are. <laughs> we the don't boss even remember now. what happened to Steve Carell's character. He died <laughs> yeah. off screen or whatever. What was the what was even the the thought of this? fucking story <laughs> well it's like a super villain or something who cares what, it's just these yeah, like a, it's bad. like a pink panther right he's like the pink panther he's a no, guy he's who's a friends with minions guy. is a story <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. knows the minions so in this movie what happens is uh they're in cancun and the kids love christmas and they're like this fucking blows i don't want to be on the beach with a pina colada on christmas i want to be in america around white people yeah. uh, in the yeah. snow in the regular climate in the regular <laughs> culture right <laughs> it immediately opens with the little girl being like this is not what christmas is yeah christmas mexico is not a tropical doesn't holiday. fucking count you it can't have a lot christmas of white resentment <laughs> and you, yeah. know, you gotta wonder you gotta be you gotta wonder like what exactly was the west trying to accomplish by yeah. by forcing Christianity on you know Central America only to then come back and say you don't actually get it you don't get you don't it it's fucking, not snowing you, you don't get it it's get not it. for your tropical climate where would our horses clip clop to it doesn't make yeah. any sense yeah you don't even have electricity and that's your <laughs> fault anyway so Tyrese Gibson is the mom's new b- boyfriend I guess and they. So apparently the kid from the last movie was, I guess the main character was the boy who was like doing Grand Theft Auto and like yeah, he was stealing being cars a bad and guy. And, uh, but then he became good and like Santa Claus. But this one is the girl is the main character and she, and the, um, the stepdad's son. Yeah, his name is Jack. Is what you call that. Um, <laughs> right. Stepbrother. <laughs> well, but they're not engaged yet. It doesn't matter. So, right. True. Um, whatever they're they're pissed and they don't want to be at the beach and she hates the new dad because she misses her old dad it's a common right. tale but it is it is with the white resentment parts at the same time so you're like is a that bit, kind yeah. of that part of this <laughs> yeah are you um, are you like at an age where it's like okay you're racist because you're so young i can't tell how old you're supposed to be <laughs> tyrese um, gives a performance that is absolutely they paid him to be there for one yes, day he phones it in so hard uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's the best part of the movie. He doesn't care. Yeah, because they clearly only had the one set, which was the beach. And he was uh-huh. like, do I get to go to Cancun with my family for a week for free? Oh, dude. Okay, the number sure. of sets in this movie is one of my favorite things. There are three. Yeah. Three sets in the whole movie. There's the green screen. <laughs> yeah, there's well, there's like, but even still, they they only computer generated three sets. Yeah. So there's like the beach, there's the snowy woods, and there's the airport, and those are the only three places that we ever see. Right. Well, but there's all and of Santa's interior, village, interior Santa's house. <laughs> Santa's interior whole village Santa's is there. House. It's made by robots who care nothing for holidays <laughs> or magic, but there's a whole. You see 360 degrees at this village. Right. So, so what happens is, is that in some way I don't really remember, they get sucked through a wormhole. Oh, it's the Bellsnickles behind it. I know, but I'm saying I don't remember why, and I don't think that oh. you really ever explained why he would pick two children to get sucked through the wormhole. Oh, he hole. knows. Well, he knows he that knows. they have a special relationship knows, with Santa Brady. or whatever, and yeah. he's like, he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna draw him out by, uh, <laughs> draw him out and use gonna draw him out by bait. using his favorite little girl. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm gonna... Cut off his hands <laughs> for doing adultery. <laughs> uh, hang on, just a second. I'm gonna let my cat out. Oh my god. Okay, am I allowed to keep discussing the movie or do we? I'm not sure. I think we're. I think that was a let's pause. But you can do whatever you want. Well, this is this is just for your benefit and not for Jeremy's. Okay, but and the listener. The little girl is trying to run away because she's so mad. Oh about- yes being replaced by other races and and so she tries to run away for christmas and like is like one trip to the airport please and bell snickel is like yes right this way (laughs) yeah but he has Mm -hmm. a new zealand accent for no reason yeah well i think that's just who the actor is i know but but like all the other all the other elves are like they have some sort of norwegian or something yeah they have some kind of language Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they get sucked into and they get attacked by a snow leopard and then are saved by reindeer and Santa. And uh, they are brought back to Santa's um, workshop slash town. He he runs the whole town. He's like a mayor of this town where only elves live. And I have to say, elves... Uh, incredibly adorable and good yes, character very design. Cute. Very cute. You can you can really tell that this is the key focus of this. Like the, yes, and they're in almost every shot from this point on. Um, <laughs> they are even if they're in the background, they're basically like little baby Yodas, like Grogu looking guys who have big ears and huge eyes, and they're cute and they speak Norwegian or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they do all sorts of fun, wacky hijinks. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. Mm-hmm. The animation is very bad. Mm-hmm. They're not always animated very well, um, but they are cute. And I have to give this movie that they're very cute. And I liked when they're on screen because I could the be like, The heart of the elves is very pure. <laughs> yeah. So Santa shows the kids saying like, hey, what the fuck are you doing here? Uh, I remember you, but you're not supposed to be here. How did you even get here? And they're yeah. like, we went through a wormhole. And he's like, okay, cool. Here's my hot wife. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, okay, so here's something weird is, um, well, first of all, Goldie Hawn sucks in this movie. She's Awful. a terrible actor. Well, she's Everything. great. I mean, like Goldie Hawn, it's like she had a... In life, she's great. Yes. I think the biggest problem in this movie is the editing is kind of what I realized halfway through is okay. like, 
it's a it's a really long movie. It's almost two hours long. And it I think felt like forever. Yeah, I feel like you could have cut probably a That's half hour magic. off the runtime just in like <laughs> snapping up the magic. cuts a little bit. Because yeah. every cut, every single scene that they choose, every piece of footage they choose starts and ends at the wrong time. Like mm-hmm. they'll start and there'll be like a pause before somebody says their line, and then somebody will say their line at the end of the cut, and then it's like and a second and then cut <laughs> yeah it feels like it's at, at a snail's pace for some reason and i kept forgetting that chris like a real director directed this i kept thinking it was like some sort of like straight to netflix type bullshit mm-hmm. but like there's lots and it of was it was <laughs> but like it's directed by chris columbus and he should know how to direct a scene but there was whole stuff where i was like did they not have an insert like, was there no, yeah. is like, did they just shoot masters? Like, there's a bunch of stuff where, like, they don't cut in when it should obviously be. One really stood out to me was, like, there's a scene where uh, St. Nick or Nick Santa is like, well, I guess we'll have to have kids around. We know you love kids, Miss Claus. And she's like, oh, we will have to. We have to feed them. We can't send them back without feeding them. And there's, like, this whole, like, ooh, we're going to have a big feast. They make cookies too, and they like. She's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go get ready and make this feast." And then it yeah. smash cuts to a wide of like a dining room with a big feast, and right. then they walk in slowly, <laughs> and then like they open their eyes, and there's just like no, there's no cut. The kid just goes, "Wow." And you can't even see their face or excitement. And then it like holds there for even longer. And like every second that that shot doesn't cut, you're like, what the fuck is happening? Oh, wow. (laughs) Just some really, really fantastic technical stuff. But also um, another funny thing from this time of the movie is that like, I feel like there was this weird implication that like, like Mrs. Claus is like, Aaron yes. or something. <laughs> that seems There's to be a weird vibe where it's like it's like we're gonna have real kids around, <laughs> not just stupid elves that are our slaves. <laughs> they sucked her fertility out so she would live forever. She, <laughs> she paid the iron price. Is it like they're not allowed to have kids because they're like magical beings or something? It's not really explained, but she wants kids around and she can't have them. She yeah. can't and have them. And that's just like a thing. Well, She's this just is a note. Really excited. <laughs> this is a note along the lines that Bryn was talking about. Around this part of the movie, you start spending a lot of time with just kids, no adult actors, like all the time. Mm-hmm. And you really get drawn to the. I don't know if it's the way they shot it or what. But they gave these kids specific blocking. They'd be like, come line up six feet away from Mrs. Claus and then speak really far away from her for a while. It's so bizarre. It feels like you're watching some kind of like awkward nightmare where it's like they could have fixed it. They must have footage. Like, I guarantee you, me personally, if you gave me all of the footage, I could cut a better movie. Let her in. Let her remake the movie. I'm not going to. <laughs> Release the Bryn cut. Yeah. <laughs> Release the Bryn cut. I can't I, I, When you work with, with children of the age of, like, like her stepbrother or whatever his name is, is clearly, like, six. Yeah, he's very young. <laughs> he's, like, at an actor's age where it's just, like, they're just tricking him into shots and stuff <laughs> is happening. Yeah, he's like, wow, it's I basically love like, cake. It's oh, like wow. doing cat acting where you have to, like, you have to, like, hide the laser pointer. <laughs> 
it's like a talking cat where you can just see like a little t- jingle jangle toy in the side. Well, that's of the what frame. I was gonna say too. Is that like it, it reminded me of a talking cat because a talking cat also has all these scenes where like every time he comes down the spiral stairs, they show him coming down the spiral all stairs. All the way down. <laughs> <laughs> but but what's bizarre is that there's good acting kind of in it because like Kurt Russell is Kurt Russell is amazing. Charm- he's charming and and a great santa honestly like if this you can imagine this being like some of the set direct set decoration and props are like pulled straight out of uh the santa claus 2 mm-hmm. it's like it looks and feels or it looks like a real movie but it feels like it was made in like a by an algorithm yeah like it's so, just like the wrong choices every time somehow well so what it feels like is that the first one was a really like character focused thing where it's like we are making a movie about this particular right idea MAGA, of santa MAGA santa it's MAGA santa <laughs> and then this one feels like they they figured out that the elves are cute and they were like but this is the movie so we just have to like get them in here. It's gonna be. It's just New Zealand elves this time. And what? <laughs> right. What if they owned a snow leopard? Wouldn't that be trouble? Um, right. There so is the- one piece of ideology. This is the only thing that reminded me of the first film, and it's right at this part of the movie uh, when the kids are hanging out with Mrs. Claus. They show them around Santa's village, which is a village he owns and is the mayor of, due to a <laughs> loophole in the tax code. And yeah. He's showing them around, and Mrs. Claus runs the whole thing. And Santa goes, "Imagine Amazon and Wells Fargo and Toys R Us became oh, yeah. one corporation with ten times the efficiency. That's what Santa's workshop is." <laughs> They're just yeah. incredibly exploited, but they all love it. Obviously, the elves are all having a great time, and so the main, um, so the main thrust of the movie, which we finally get to, which feels agonizingly long to it get to. It takes a really long time to get going. We find out that this weird-looking man <laughs> who Bell's is... Bellsnickle. Bellsnickle. Bell's Say his name. <laughs> Say it. Bellsnickle. Uh, he he uh, used to be an elf. Goldie Hawn tells them this in like a storybook form, so there's like this sort of long flashback. He used to be this very small, football-sized, cute thing, kind of. It, it looks kind of like him. It's very uncanny. I was going to say, it's even more upsetting to look at than the actual <laughs> actor. Yeah, the regular elves are all really cute, but he kind of looks like the regular actor, which is already strange. He's um, like overweight with long hair and wears a backwards hat all the time. It looks yeah. like he has hate in his eyes. <laughs> he has like a leather motorcycle vest. Right, that's not what you want from an elf. <laughs> right, um, so he's just like a weirdly naughty elf for some reason they just they call him the elf codes the elf codes are like what are the six elf codes obedience viciousness <laughs> <laughs> magic <laughs> none of them go together they're like yeah. he broke the codes <laughs> and so he was just like you know what fuck santa claus and i'm gonna I don't really know. He's like, I'm going to get credit for building these toys. Yeah. Um, which is, doesn't seem any any other elf wants. And like the credit is like he gets to be on like Coke cans and he spray paints his name on a sled or whatever. 
And so because of the hate in his heart for Santa, he turns into a guy. And then <laughs> he turns into a dude. And they're like, and they they explain this as like, and he turned into the thing he hated most, a human. Man. Right. And but you're it's like, like <laughs> when did they when did they establish that? That he hates humans? What? And, I, and I kept feeling like I wasn't paying attention. It's so frustrating because I'm generally good at like, you know, I have ADHD and I have to like kind of like sketch or like do something to pay attention and i kept feeling like i was fucking up and then i'd like <laughs> ask my boyfriend like why does he hate humans and like i don't know <laughs> they're dark nobody hearts. knows um yeah. it's very frustrating for me to watch this movie um so he like turns into a guy a weird looking guy I can't i can't stress enough how weird looking this actor menacing is. <laughs> his actions are menacing <laughs> yeah he's a very weird guy and yeah. so he um he's you know what it is that like jeremy always says he's like a child actor who grew up and like none of his features are the right size yeah because he had at some point all the features that like Make you a value cute, in a child right like a <laughs> like an uh like an absurdly cute child where you're like yeah. oh wow that's a very insanely cute child and you want to look at him and then he grows up and it looks like a strange adult man um yeah, he looks like an elf who's been cursed yeah <laughs> and so he so he like it's like look away i'm hideous and runs away and then basically has devised a plan to to take over the christmas village yeah. um and that's what he's enacting now which is he's gonna shut down the He's going to steal. Oh, yeah. There's also Jesus stuff in this movie. Um, the star of Bethlehem is the power source right, of yes. Christmas town. It's Jesus Christmas. It's, re you know, Bible Christmas. There's also a flashback to 300 AD when Santa has like a brown beard and it's like a Jesus stand in. And he lives, and he lives in, in Turkey. Turkey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He lives in Turkey and he's giving people coins and stuff. I felt like a Saint Nicholas fact, like maybe I was supposed to know. Like, oh, right, he was from Turkey. <laughs> for all you Santa heads out there. For all you real ones. <laughs> Colin, for He's the actually fucking Muslim. <laughs> Am I back? Is everything? You're, you're back, back yeah. you're back. We're recording again. I don't know why I got booted. What were we saying? So Santa's from Turkey. Yeah, and, Santa's uh, from Turkey. He's, uh, I guess, he, it's... um. He's putting gold in people's shoes and stuff. That doesn't right. matter and never comes back. It's like literally just an aside for the real heads. The most um, Eastern European shit of all time. Big <laughs> then we called him Nicholas and he would have gold <laughs> in your shoe. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, uh, what the fuck is his name? Bimble Snatch? <laughs> uh, Bell Snickle. Bell Snickle. You can't see me, but I'm shaking my damn head right now. Uh Belsnickel, uh, he successfully takes the Jerusalem star with his gravity glove and he shuts down the production. Yeah, um, so this is a weird thing that is going to come up throughout this film, which oh, is that Belsnickel is at once a brilliant, masterful inventor who can create physics-defying, you know, pieces of technology, but then also an idiot who, like, makes garbage where, like... Oh, his, yeah. So he's able to make like a gravity glove and like a time warping, you know, time, time travel, travel yeah. thing. But then also his his sleigh is like a jalopy that's like <laughs> that's pulled by like hyenas. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, wait. Important it. important update. Both of you need to see this. I've Googled Bell Snickel and this is what's come up. What the fuck is that? He's kind what? of like a black Peter. 
but of oh, elves. No. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> How has this happened again? <laughs> the Pennsylvania oh, Dutch oh, no. have strong attachments to Bell's nickel. And they think he looks a certain way. <laughs> what a dream. Wait, so Bell's nickel? <laughs> Why did they they brown up? They they put their <laughs> they put their brown on their face, and he has a beard and stuff. And oh no! Oh so yes! So this is a real guy. This is like a real thing. He's fur- he's furry though. He's supposed to be some sort of like half half. Oh, fur he is guy. just he's, to Pete. <laughs> he's clearly. Of the Palatinate region of southwestern Germany along the Rhine and the you Saarland. Must, you got to acknowledge it. <laughs> you have to admit it. <laughs> if you go to the Belsnickel Wikipedia, the top tab is cultural perspective. <laughs> <laughs> to really understand Belsnickel, you have to understand the history. Um, and He's a long tongue, apparently. So he, he seems to be almost the exact... Like halfway point between Svart Pete and um, Krampus, it appears that he's like sort of also the Krampus. So he must have been like the cro- hairs got crossed. Somewhere. Chaotic neutral. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I guess they fucking took the <laughs> Pell's nickel legend where the Krampus style yeah, brown face like, guy. Yeah, they're like, what if instead of a um, a German blackface character, what if it was a Maori teenager. Yeah, we're going to compromise here. He's from New Zealand. <laughs> I think everybody's happy. Instead of doing blackface, he does the haka. Yeah, so <laughs> apparently he also, uh, Belsnickel also appears in The Office in season nine, which is way after I stopped watching that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Dwight dresses up as Belsnickel. Interesting. Yeah. Because he loves Christmas Chronicles too. <laughs> <laughs> Which was in um, pre-production at the time, <laughs> right? So yeah, so Bell Snickle in this movie is not a brown-faced, bearded man who's also Krampus. He's this kid who's an elf. Um, but yeah, so he steals the thing, and then they get sent back in time to like 1990 or something. Yeah, it's um. So yeah, they, there's like a tear in time, and they get pulled into a thing where. Uh, what's cool is they do a really good job on this. Uh, one actually is random cool, thing yeah. they they do a really smart way of like indicating to you like oh we're back in time without somebody saying we're back in time which is that they're on the tarmac of an airport and the two planes that you see near them are a pan am and twa <laughs> yeah and also the the departures and arrivals are like the little flippy mm-hmm, like the little <laughs> clacky guys oh, yeah remember that remember the clacky yeah. things <laughs> bring those uh, back <laughs> all kids who are going to watch this movie are going to remember that um this so seems it, like they just picked a time that was like when Kurt Russell was happiest and like made that <laughs> an important part of the film. Yeah. Um, so they get sent. So they, they try to steal the thing back. They drop it through a time portal and they get thrown back to 1990. Uh, and they, they go to there to retrieve the star, I guess. And mm-hmm. uh, they run into the little girl's dad. Oh, no, is, they're just trapped there. He 
puts them through it as like a trap, and yeah, they have oh, to get back. It's one of Bell Snickers' traps. You yeah. know, his classic snafu. And so he, Santa, realizes that Bell Snickles' um, time machine runs on double A batteries, so she has to go get double A batteries. Very charming senior as well, by the way, where she goes to try to buy the double A's, and she has money. I my yeah. first thought was like, well, this is a little girl who is like pulled through a time tunnel. She doesn't have money on yeah, her. Why would she? she have does. Money? She's got a twenty. She's got a fucking twenty to yeah. hand over. Like she comes from a middle class family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tyrese gave the, her money. <laughs> yeah, but then the woman behind she the counter is like, what love. the fuck is this? This is this doesn't look like money. It's from like, oh yeah, they the updated future. the currency. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's when I was like, oh, they're back in time. That's a, this whole sequence is actually the best part of the movie. There's like mm-hmm. really interesting little throwbacks to Home Alone. Not interesting. They're obvious. But if you like <laughs> that movie, it's like, oh, the band is stuck there you you're almost mm-hmm. expecting like a john candy like cgi guy to come and be like right. oh but um this part is nice it's it's filmed well it doesn't look like dog shit um and the, and the musical number is very fun and it's a throwback to the first one also okay. the only other thing i remember from the first one. right i didn't really get what's happening but basically everyone's mad at this like airline agent and then like santa like makes them all sing a christmas song like with magic and that yeah. solves all the problems somehow so let me let me clear this up for you bren so what happens <laughs> in this scene is uh yeah all the all the flights are canceled because of a blizzard Right. And uh, Santa is like, well, we're never going to get any Christmas spirit if everyone's pissed because he needs Christmas spirit to, to make his reindeers oh, alive. Right. Yes, yes, yes. That's their, that's their version of food. And so um, he's like, I need to raise the Christmas spirit. So he, um, yeah, he makes a musical number happen. This happens in the first one, too. He does like a big blues number that's really funny. Into he puts on bar. shades and he plays the saxophone. It's what everyone wants from Santa. But here's the exciting <laughs> detail. Uh, the, Kurt Russell's kind of doing sing talking. He's like, "Then I'm Santa, and I yeah. gotta slay." You know, like that kind of like singing. But the woman, the airline assistant, um, my wife pointed this out today, is like a famous Christmas song singer. Oh, she she did the one that's like, "In a town on Christmas, Christmas, and I'm in my sleigh, Christmas." And she's like, oh, just yeah, still yeah. doing. She's still bringing the heat all these years later. Oh, that's why uh, she okay. sucks at acting because she has like yeah, three yeah, lines she's and she's terrible awful. Actor. But then she like sings incredibly. I was like, oh, okay, and well, this dances makes sense. really well. Yeah, there's a very fun bit in the middle where like the girl is being chased by the cop, and then he, the cop, comes across Santa, and Santa's like showtime, and then they start like break dancing at each other, and it's really fun. <laughs> yeah, again, this scene is still a little bit plagued with some bad editing, um, but it's much less noticeable here. So mm-hmm. you cut back. the The girl is like got the battery somehow, I think, and then she sits down with this little kid, and she's like, "I hate my new dad. I I'm a bad." Oh, person. she's in jail she's she's in the pokey for oh, right. uh, trying to steal the batteries when her yeah. currency wasn't accepted and she meet this is the weirdest part of the movie by the way yeah. because they do like a uh, they do a back to the future type of thing where it's it's cute and like a kid will watch this and be like that's cute like she meets yeah. her dad in the past right he's uh, hanging out at logan airport as children do in the police thing of logan airport um, right, his parents aren't there either. It's very his parents un- aren't there. He's traveling alone. <laughs> he's in jail. But what's 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 funniest to me is that like I've been a thirteen-year-old little ragamuffin before. I know exactly why he went over and was like, "Oh, let me lift your holiday spirits." <laughs> <laughs> what's up, bitch? How you doing? 
Yeah, this kid is like the thing about Chris Columbus is Chris Columbus has said in interviews that he doesn't direct children. He doesn't believe they can actually act. And so the best thing that you can do is just tell them what to say and how to look over here and like just mm-hmm. do stuff. And that's how he gets performances, which is how you explain Harry Potter, right? Which is like right, t- yes. full of very uneven acting where like Daniel oh, Radcliffe what? does okay. Ron is terrible. Hermione is all over the place. It's because he's not really directing them. And so this kid is has way too much swag for his age. And so yes. it feels like he's trying to fuck his daughter. You know what he reminds me of is, um, do you ever watch Salute Your Shorts when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. You remember when Budnick leaves and um, <laughs> and what the new kid comes, the little Italian piece oh, of yeah. shit, the little dirt bag. What's his name? Pinsky or something? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, there's like remember. a little Italian dirt bag. He shows up and he's like, like swag to the maximum, like <laughs> fucking all the girls. <laughs> That's what this kid feels like. He's a little Italian ragamuffin. But what's great, what's interesting about it is he's so good. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like this character is probably one of the best actors it's he's the best kid actor in the movie so he yeah. feels like magnetic and you're like i'm watching the scene i feel fine about the scene but it's like really odd because she's like <laughs> they're clearly like having a little spark you know and then she's like you're my dad <laughs> yeah uh, they should have got uh, him for bell's nickel that that chemistry yes. would have paid yes. off dividends he would have been a great bell's nickel <laughs> A kid, an actual kid, would have worked a lot better than like mm-hmm. this six foot tall, large New Zealand man. Yeah, give up um, the compromise the other way. You have a white child, but he is doing the blackface. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, called a compromise. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, you know, he gives her some really nice advice. This scene, I have to say, was a very nice scene, a little bit even well written in this part. And then uh, they go back she gives him a hug and then they figure out the time and then they go back and then we're back in the shitty movie yes um, and he appears right next to bell's nickel steals the star back yeah and then whatever there's like a little scene where they they fucking, dbz each other with like yeah the they gravity. dbz each other over and they, there's they, santa they magic scene. is really overpowered and i think that <laughs> really comes across in this movie santa has mm-hmm. no limitations on what he can do or how strong yeah, he can be God. when he does it He's only contested by the power of Belsnickel's technological might. Belsnickel, right. in addition to being an inventor, has trained a snow leopard, and it rips out Dancer's <laughs> throat like a half hour <laughs> into the movie. Yeah, half of the movie. I forgot uh, that that's uh, happening. And that's all Goldie Hawn has to do for the whole movie. Yeah, she just over a, a deer and cries. Deer. Well, and then there's also there's the B-plot throughout all of this is that the elves are like in the middle of a mutiny because they're poisoned by something and uh, oh, they're yeah. all crazy Spain. and they're trying to kill Mrs. Claus and the little stepbrother. So she sends him off to find like a special berry or something that he's mm. got to find. And there's some shit with that, with like a cookie that gives him courage. It doesn't matter. The point is he makes Man, it back I can't and he believe gives how much the berries. Remember of that. And, I watched um, it today and I forgot all about that. <laughs> So she, she makes the berries into a cannon thing, and then uh, oh, yeah. you know whatever. Yeah, yeah. He he's all he's, the elves are fine now. <laughs> he's cute. He reminds me a lot of Lucas from uh, um, Stranger Things, mm-hmm. um, and he does a really good job, sort of being a kid. And that stuff is fine. But Goldie Hawn is just like Botox out of her mind, and yeah. like has nothing to do, and doesn't really care, doesn't want to be there, and sh- and he's sort of like doing his best. All those scenes are only good because of the elves, um, and it also doesn't ever matter. Um, 
they fix it. It's over. Yeah. And then Sanica and the girl comes back, also whose name I completely forget, and um, they fix it. And then um, she's Mia Khalifa, right? That's <laughs> her name in it. So. Yeah, it's Mia Khalifa. It's unrelated, <laughs> anyway, but it's just a funny so coincidence. Bell Snickle is like, "All right, you fucking win." And then Santa's like, "I'm gonna give you a little present." And uh, he's like, "Fuck present you, Santa." For me? <laughs> he's like, "Your fucking presents. I don't need your fucking. I don't need cowl. your present. I don't need your present. I don't like presents. <laughs> I is hate it a Santa. Phone? <laughs> <laughs> I hate Santa Claus. And uh, he, uh, Christmas. He, He's like, I know your tricks. I hate coal. I don't even want it. You're so predictable. Coral. And and, uh, he hands him the first toy that they ever built together, which is not a toy, but some sort of like. Not a toy. That's what I said, Bryn. (laughs) We both said it. It's some kind of like magic dragonfly. It's like a house decoration at best. It's like a pyramid that opens up and a dragonfly comes out. You don't do anything with it. (laughs) Yeah. Or it's some sort of drone or something. There's also drones in this movie. Oh, yeah. The girl climbs the tower and puts the the thing in there. It does make sense, though, if you're a magic elf, you make toys. Like, your first one, that that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Yeah, Santa's like, like, look, it's got a lot of of razzle-dazzle. You know, it's got a lot to show. But uh, what you need to think, you know, is is the user's end experience. You know, like, (laughs) what are they getting out of this? That's that's actually why Bell Snickle is mad, because the whole UX team was like, we don't want this. (laughs) Go back to the drawing board. And he's like, fuck Santa. You don't understand? This is the This is the same movie. (laughs) It's for kids. This is the same movie. They chase the dragonfly around. (laughs) They explicitly tell you Santa makes the video games he gives you. You can only pull this off on kids like until they can read. (laughs) Well, like what was crazy is the um, the that scene. I was like, why not just like you already established like this is like Amazon and Goldman Sachs and whatever like. Why not have them ask, like, hey, where do you get the video games from? And he's like, oh, we're investors. We're angel investors in, like, Rockstar yeah, yeah. and whatever. Like, that's our contribution to that. Yeah, they send us... You think, like, look at these guys. You think they can figure out how to make video games? Yeah, we just order fucking wholesale all of the shit that kids want because yeah. we're fucking Amazon. We have drones. Like, that whatever. Was the, that was the joke in my script. Remember, Alex? Uh, young Santa? Who could forget? I had a Christmas story <laughs> that I was trying to make for a while. And the bit was that, like, the the elves just make antiquated toys. Like, they can't make modern stuff the kids actually want. So it's just, like, a worthless place that makes (laughs) stupid shit no one cares about. Like, wooden trains. (laughs) They can only make the dragonfly that comes out of the pyramid. And that is the most complex toy. (laughs) Yeah, only young Jeremy appreciates. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so, uh, yeah, Bell's Nickel is like, oh. That, uh, sentimental, sentimental value. Sentimental to make. value. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I guess he, I guess in in his heart he decides he loves Santa again, so he turns back into a less uncomfortable looking elf. Um, and then an that's elf. happily ever after. They get sent. They say goodbye right. to Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell, and then they get sent back to Cancun. Yes, and they're so, like, Go ahead. fascinating thing here. Runtime of the movie. 115, right? Very long movie for what it is. Moves at a snail's pace. I looked at the play at this point. I was like, I was like, surely we're almost done here. 15 nope. more minutes left in the movie at this point. Yeah, <laughs> Everything's another... happened. We're done. I was like, what could possibly happen? 
the best thing is that most of that runtime ends up being chewed up by a full song. Yeah. <laughs> they do uh, Barely Don a Doris. song, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. What's the song they do? Christmas they, like, tree? Make, they oh, say oh, Christmas bells. tree. Oh, Christmas tree. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Christmas tree. And it's just like a family on a beach singing Oh, Christmas tree in a line. <laughs> You're like, why would you sing that with your family? And yeah. why would you keep this whole thing in here? I felt very grateful to be able to turn it off at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, they so it's set up in the very opening scene that Tyrese is in that he just randomly starts singing Oh Christmas Tree and the the mom is like that was her father's favorite song and she's like I don't want to hear <laughs> yeah her favorite song was a Christmas song really? what kind of I thought for sure I was safe was with that one that's yeah. unbelievable <laughs> <laughs> yeah I can't can't catch a fucking break here um, so but she's like no actually I want you to sing it with me and then so they sing this song and it's supposed to mean something it doesn't really matter but at least Tyrese is famous for being a singer so it doesn't sound like shit <laughs> And then they sing the whole song, and then there's like, you know, a montage of Christmas. Very important to add, they auto tune Oh Christmas Tree. So, like, this <laughs> family uh-huh. sing on the beach, and the girl's like, oh, no, there's me. And you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it is weird. It's highly produced. Yeah. Uh, it didn't have to be. They could have just had them sing it for a second and then like, fade matter. out. Yeah, but fade no, out. Exactly. fade the credits. Echo. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, the important thing is that they're back in Cancun. The brother is there waiting. He's like, tell me all about it. And you're like, sure, whatever. I, guess, I remember yeah, this right. character. I guess. Yes. And then they're like, by the way, mom, uh, we're okay with you marrying Tyrese. And he's like, well, I didn't really say that. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah like, well, I, I, that look- you guys made that up. So there's actually putting a lot of expectations <laughs> on me now. <laughs> putting a lot of pressure on, on yeah. me. And I don't feel really, I don't didn't even really like ask you for guys. This. I've already got a kid of my own. I don't need two more. I think the daughter's <laughs> racist. I don't want <laughs> ever in the family. <laughs> Oh man, all of my friends are telling me not to get involved with you people. Anyway, so yeah, so that's the end of the movie. And then the directed by Chris Columbus card makes you remember, oh yeah, this is a real movie. This is directed. This probably would have come out in the theater or something. Um I wish. very weird. Um yeah, so that's that movie. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and say I don't recommend it. No, I don't no. recommend this. <laughs> Unless you're doing a podcast of some kind, you absolutely do not have to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say if you really love Christmas, if you're a big Christmas fan, look up the scenes where they first introduced the elves. Mm-hmm. Cute stuff. Um, there's a lot of like steampunk Christmas shit. Uh, that's the best part. And uh, everything else is absolutely not worth watching. <laughs> yes. They do make it agree. clear that being an elf is a state of bliss far superior than being a human. <laughs> and that to be turned into a human would be an unbearable curse <laughs> from the perspective of an elf. Dude, it rules when they like ask him, like, why But like, why did you hate being a human? He's like, humans suck. Humans <laughs> fucking sick. I look weird. They suck. <laughs> I look, look weak. <laughs> I'm big, but I'm small. Everyone expects me to know how to do the haka. <laughs> What's a haka? My tongue's too long. My tongue's too long. It looks unsettling. <laughs> it's that Maori dance, the war dance that they all do oh, in like right. high school gyms and shit. <laughs> that The Rock does in um, that movie that he's in. Oh yeah, maybe. Um, Scorpion. But they King? do it in like every oh. year. There will be like a, a video where it's like 
this um this gym teacher retired and like all the kids from his school did the haka to like to uh you know revere him or whatever <laughs> i say there's uh that we movie hobbs and what is that fucking called hobbs, hobbs and, and shaw, shaw. Hobbs yeah, and yeah he's yeah. like in his like mary clan and doing the the that straw. happens in hobbs and shaw yeah yeah i think right maybe I that's a it. movie i should see <laughs> i've heard they can't good. lose a fight by contract it looks kind of cool, I gotta say. Anyway, that's we're not talking about that movie. We're talking about <laughs> Christmas Chronicles two, which we all don't recommend. So that's, that's in the episode. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. <laughs> uh, hope There's... that hope that uh, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn are having uh, a good time <laughs> with yeah. that paycheck. Right. I hope they're maybe getting their own kids a trip to to Cabo, like in the movie. <laughs> that they hated so much (laughs) all right thanks so much for listening everybody this has been generation loss alex do you want to plug your shit absolutely um if you want to see uh more of what i'm about instead of this movie you can watch the grinch remake with tyler the creator singing the song (laughs) you can watch the grinch with jim carrey uh, that's really solid. Uh, you can watch the original Grinch. It's only a half hour. You can make the time. You can find mm-hmm. the time to watch that Grinch. And all those Grinches, every single one is way better than this movie. And it's kind of what... It's kind of the back. reason for the season, really. You should go back and listen to uh, Katie Grinch from last oh, year. Yeah. <laughs> Katie Grinch is a good one. You could listen to Aaron Brocker Grinch, season two of Theater of Delights, out in Oh, that's right. You're doing, 10 you're days. doing another Grinch a thing. A couple days, yeah. With Fun fact vibrant. about the Katie Grinch that we never, uh, I don't think we ever actually said anywhere, that the original line in the song was that we were calling her a honky. Yeah. <laughs> There's the scene that's like, you're a foreskin Katie Grinch, is that all right to say? It was originally, you're a honky, is that all right to say? <laughs> Right, and she took a Katie. she took a stand at honky. Yeah, she was she, like, "You cannot call me a honky in this." I will not express hate. <laughs> Isn't that just being white? Is yes. that a yes. slur? Yes. She has she has a lot of like uh, lines that move around and yeah <laughs> are hard to not cross. It's never shifting uh, landscape. All right, well, Katie, I love you, and I don't. I'm not partaking in this. If you ever listen to this, so uh, Katie, if you're listening, uh, I'm calling you a honky. You're a honky. You'll never hear this. <laughs> you honky ass, Katie Bridge. She won't. <laughs> uh, so Alex does a show with Jeremy called Ballin' Out Super. You can follow him at Patak Jokes on Twitter. You can follow Jeremy at Jeremy Thunder on Twitter. Uh, you got also a show called Pod Damn America that I was just on. Um, with Brett and you'll be on again again, soon I believe I will oh god Uh, even tomorrow for the Stalin thing yeah yeah. maybe Uh, (laughs) but you'll hear that on here too yeah and then uh, god we have so many things you know whatever whatever you follow me at Kinematography my other show is BP Bledis Uh, yep I'm on YouTube now too Jeremy Thunder at YouTube and then uh, that's all the things oh go to our Patreon patreon.com slash generation loss you will get access to our discord bonus episodes and in the discord we show the movies uh, before the Monday that they come out uh, the episode comes out so check that out it's like Christmas every week it's like Christmas every week that was the concept Mm -hmm. we wanted to spread Christmas cheer because we knew that we had to 
to, to power our time machines. Yeah, when so, we were setting up this show to begin with, what we said was, how do we make it Christmas every week? <laughs> Let's work back from there. <laughs> what about a show about movies <laughs> with no premise further than that? <laughs> People never give DVDs anymore. What it's is happening true. with DVDs? People are always watching stuff. Why don't we let them know that they can watch stuff with us? And that's the show. So thanks for listening, and uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy, Happy New Year. Whatever. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Ciao.